You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes. Heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning and welcome to Consignment Heroes on this Sunday morning. It's a little bit cold out there, but, you know, we'll get through it. We're here live at the Zoomerplex right now, and this show is all about stuff. We are Consignment Heroes, we consign things, and we're heroes of consignment. We We do not consign things, they consign to us. Okay, anyways... Uh, if you have anything that you would like to consign or get an appraisal on or anything to do with stuff, we are the show now. We are live for the next hour taking your phone calls in studio about stuff. Any art, any pottery, any stamps, any cups and saucers, dishes, coins, gold, silver, old boxes, postcards, comics, radios, dishes, anything really. We're here. We're taking your phone calls live and we will go through your stuff. We will give you an I- idea what it's worth, how to get rid of it, how to buy something, even if you want something like that. Like you're sitting there like, hey, my friend had that, you know, a couple of years ago and I haven't been able to find it since. Can you help me find it? We are that too. We do everything. We're a one-stop shop and we can make it happen. Uh, our number right now, our live, our in-studio is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. And the toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. You do know that some of our listeners are Zoomers, right? Yeah, okay. So You I, didn't I, tell them about it, getting the pen. You didn't tell about getting the paper. You said the number really fast. Well, if people are tuning in the show... You're going to be a, a Zoomer later. On You're a, a Zoomer weekly, in training. On you a weekly that. basis, people are listening. They should know what the number is. They've written it down. Yes, we'll, we'll write it down again. We'll say it again. We'll say it about 15 more times, probably. But my point is, at the end of the show, everyone's always... The boards are always jammed up. Because it's usually the third or fourth time you've said the number. Because some of, I know what I'm like sometimes. I'm in the car, I'm driving along, and I get a number, and they get to blah, 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 blah. Okay, and I hope they say it again. So then I'll get the 416. Then they blah, 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 blah. Then I get the next three numbers. And then they say it the third time, and I get the last four numbers. No, that's your selective hearing. I know, but I'm just saying that something. You're a Zoomer. You're going to be a Zoomer. You're a Zoomer in training, okay? And when you get to our age, you'll know what I'm saying. Just some, and now some of our, some people can get it right away, but I'm just saying get the paper down, just to be a little bit slower. Be consi- We have to be considerate of our listeners. I'm always considerate of our listeners. And just to reiterate, because you're clearly not happy with that. Um, well, I had the B team in last week. I had your, do- your sister in, and she did everything I told her did. She talked real nice and slow. She was talking nice to the people. I'm just mentioning that your job is not not in, not that it's on tips on the okay, but it it, it could be in trouble. Okay, good to know. Uh, right now, our number live in studio. If you want to contact us, our number is four one six three six zero zero seven four zero. That's four one six three six zero zero seven four zero. The toll free number is one eight six six. 740-4740. And this is, again, anything to do with stuff. If you're sitting there, like you, I'm sitting in a room right now and I can point out 10 different things like, I wonder what the value is of that. Yeah. So Well, this week, I'm going to say we had a good week. And the show today, we're going to try, I'm going to try and get to the casino and the Apple story, finally. <laughs> okay. But I want to say on this week, uh, 
two weeks ago, I talked about uh, donating and how you don't want to donate to people with uh, more money than you do. Okay. I'm just saying the Valley Village, and now I had a lot of feedback. People called the store and said, thank you for that, Paul. Tell us, tell us the information of the people. They want, if they're donating, like Canada's a great country. We have really done, a lot of us have done very well here, and we'd like to share some of the wealth, but we want to donate in a proper way. We want to make sure if I donate $5 or $5,000, I want to make sure it goes to the right cause. I don't want lining somebody's pocket who lives in a $5 million house in, uh, I don't know, wherever it is, Beverly Hills, California. So I'd selective like to, donating. Select, I want to donate the right. But I'm just saying a lot of people agreed with me with that point on Value Village. I said Salvation Army is good, and I said St. Vincent de Paul. And you can do a little bit of work. You got, a lot of people have the Internet. Like you can be following us right now. On um, we're live streaming on the internet. If you go to Zo- Zoomer Radio, you can push a button and you can see us talking. Okay, but I want to say that we got a good response on that, and I want maybe people want to know how to don if they're going to donate, how to get the most money. Like I'm saying, if you've got a five hundred dollar cup and saucer, you generally not you shouldn't donate that to the cause. Usually, you should usually <coughs> sell it and then donate the money that you get from it, and that's how we help you because they might only get ten dollars for it. They would rather have the $500 we get you for that cup and saucer. Yeah, because most people don't care. Like, they're like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll get rid of this. Someone gave it to me for free anyway. So Yeah, but it take a little bit of time, you know. But like this week, we had a person who got, we sold a watch for 6500 U.S. And it that's 8600 Canadian. They were offered by one of these fancy watch stores $3,000 for this watch. We sold a, um, a Salvador Dali print this week for 3400 that someone, an art, a little gallery, offered him 1500 for. The person got $3,400 for it. We sold a suitcase this week for $520, okay, that you would say, well, we're, we're $10, you know, and act just a suitcase. We got $520. So this is why the second opinion is important. People have Hermes purses out there. A lot of people know they have expensive purses and stuff. They're not using them anymore. Don't donate them to the... Uh, you want to make sure you donate it and it gets the money. Like if it's a $3,000 purse, get the $3,000 for it. Okay, so And that's why we help. Okay, go ahead. Okay, but so, you know, if someone's not interested in donating, they actually want to sell it. Yes. Something like a, something like a suitcase is... I wouldn't expect it to have that much value. It was 520 because that's what I do. I said, they had six suitcases and suitcases. And one of them, I said, well, this one's actually, it's got the tags and everything. This is a good suitcase. Okay. And I said, we should be selling this for more money. And we, he says, you're kidding me. And I said, no. I said, we can get money. I think we started $150, ended up at four, $520. This is a good thing when this happens. Okay. This because we have the knowledge. We're not looking just to move. We would like to do it as fast as possible. But if something is worth the time and effort, we put it into doing the deal. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, we have a few people on the line waiting to get your, uh, you know, okay, but your, do- your ideas of what things are worth. Maybe a $520 suitcase or a $6,500 watch. We'll find out. Thanks. Okay, go. Uh, we're going to go to Jean in Mississauga. Hi, Jean. Good morning. Good morning. I've got a 1967 $20 gold coin. Is that worth anything? Yes, yes. And uh, yes, you know, it's funny you say this. Yesterday, I was at a lady's house, and she's got some nice items in it, but she called me up for the silver plate, and she sold the coin for $700. Now, to my, one of my competitors. But that coin today, I'm going to just tell you what it is, is... He's literally calculating it. I'm right calculating now. as we talk, uh-huh. times 0. 0.5288, uh, 902 times 
Uh, it's 902. We'd pay 857 for it. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Wait, you're, you're not saying, oh, my goodness, I lost it. You're saying, oh, my goodness, it's right in front of me, and I want to sell it to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Would I go to the bank for that? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't mean to yell into the microphone here. No. This is what I tell people. There's a $500 bill out there. If you bring it to the bank, they'll give you $500. I would give you 95000 for it. Um, if you go, these gold coins, they have the $20 on them. Even if you don't go, don't go to me, I'm glad I gave you the price. Even go, don't go to me. You should be getting around 800 maybe 820 to 857 but it's .5288 of an ounce of gold in this. Okay? Uh-huh. It also came in a little black uh, set. The rest of the set's worth about $22, $23. Okay, it's 1.1 ounces of silver. Mm-hmm. So don't be poo-pooing that as well. If you have the, the black box and everything that comes in. But mm-hmm. the gold, and it says a lot of people try, and I know what you're saying. You, some people take advantage. You say, this is $20. I've had dealers say they bought these for $100. But your oh. price right now is it's over $800. Oh, my goodness. Okay? That's very good. Now, the other thing I have is a 1911 10-cent Canadian. Uh, it depends That's if it's in really nice shape. It could be $200, but most of it's what's off the street. And I turn them over, flip over, and you look at the crown. And on this 1911, if you can't see the details, and I'm talking about the diamonds in the crown, uh-huh. that means it's going to be fine or less, okay? okay. You know, with the wear. Because silver uh, in those days was not point, is 925. They were, our coins back then used to be made out of sterling silver. But the thing about sterling silver is it's soft. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So the yeah. better and condition it is, the more money you make. The better condition it is, the more money it is. Oh. You know you know, the, you know, when you see those old Western movies and the guy giving a guy a, cold, a gold coin, he puts it in his mouth and tries to bend it? That's how soft gold is. If you oh. can't bend that coin, I'm not saying do this all the time, but with silver, but, but with gold, it's that soft. And that's why it, you can actually, and if you bite into it, you can leave teeth marks. It's oh not my. good because that's going to wreck. If it's a collectible coin, that's going to wreck the coin. Okay, uh-huh. but with these coins, anything before 1919 is made out of sterling. Everything before 1966 is 80 percent silver. Even if now, but if you happen to have a 1948 silver dollar, it could be worth 600 to. Twenty thousand oh dollars. Okay, depending on condition. Okay, you're getting a little bit off track here. I don't know, but there's other <laughs> listeners who are listening want to know. Uh, nobody's sitting there with a 1948. Like, oh, you know what? I never knew I had this. Like, no, no, no. They, so, people don't. Okay, so basically, when you're talking about a ten ten cents here, okay, yeah. that could potentially be up to two hundred dollars, depending on the condition. Yeah, but if it's not in good condition, I have to it? see it. Okay, but wait a minute. I'm going to tell you. Wait a minute. I'm going. I know the board full. I know we got board full. But a customer called me this week and said they had all these silver dollars. And at the end of the conversation, because I always do, I said, "Do you have this, this, and this?" And the guy says, "Yeah, I have a box of comics." And he says, "From Dream about 1957-58." Now you know we just sold a comic book from 1958 for thirty-three thousand dollars. Which is more, five thousand dollars or thirty-three thousand? Uh, I don't know. It was an aside. He wasn't even going to bring the box of comics in. Okay, literally. He says, those old things, I thought these dollars. And that's the reason I mention I go off on tangents and I talk about other stuff. Because if I can tweak one person out there says, I didn't know. Or, I, or stop them from throwing it out. Or stop them from giving to their grandkids. If you want to give something to your grandkids, sell the item, give them a, to- a plush toy. Yeah, but go you're, going, you're going from talking to a, a coin to potentially like a new car. 
It's okay. like the the the, the 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 like the the spectrum is just totally out to whack. Sorry, I'm sorry, listeners, but that I just want to make sure that people do. Well, no, there's other stuff out there worth money. There, there, money. There's your idea, though. Like, you, that's like she thought that who knows what the gold coin, what she thought it was before, but like $20. now you have a good idea that it's worth, you know, over $800 because it's gold weight plus that 10 cents she had from 1911. Yeah. So, and you made up postcards and there's a lot of other stuff in that time. Uh, I know. Again, tangent. Okay, postcards, sorry. Go, okay, don't stick always to the okay. postcards. We do have Thank someone you very that, much for the call. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Jennifer in Newmarket. Hi, Jennifer. <laughs> Hi. Hi I have an unusual item. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, from my um, uncle who passed away probably 30 years ago, and he, I think, got it from someone else. But it, it's a Scottish uh, ram's horn mole. Yeah. With silver top on it, and it's got an engraved name, which is not my uncle's, but um, it's got a crest on it in silver, too, from the Masons. So I'm thinking it was a friend of his that passed away that gave it to him. But it, it's really old and it's got a... Um, okay, now, you know something nice thing? You just told me it's got silver rim on it. Yeah. Now, this is the good thing about silver rims, and you say it's really old. If you bring yeah. this into my shop, you know, no matter what else happens, I'm going to be able to tell you how old it is right to the year it was made. Oh, really? That's yeah, great. Yeah, so there are going to be what we call hallmarks on it, and hopefully they're Scottish, and I hope they're what we call Scottish provincial. Well, the name's a, on it's Mackenzie. I'm pretty sure. Oh no, no, no! I don't. That, <laughs> no, no, that's all important. But to find out what year it is and who the silversmith was. Oh because yeah. Okay. What happens? Even I'm going to say this: with old English silver, and we sometimes also say everyone knows about not everyone, but a lot of people know about hallmarks. It's made in London, and then you've got this tax stamp number, and then you've got the maker's mark. Okay. Right. Now, what we want to do, what's worth a lot more in London, was like being made in New York. London was most of the people where most of the stuff was made. And then you had the silversmiths uh, in Birmingham, okay, where you yeah. have a little anchor is the mark, the mark on the hallmark that tells you it was made in Birmingham. Then we have the year it was made, and there'll be a maker's mark. What we okay. want to see on silver is hopefully this is made by some little um, stir in the Isle of the Sterling Mark or something like that, where it's made by uh, what we call the provincial marks. There's our small little assays that were only in business from 1720 to 1810 or something like that. And people collect those as well. So there's more to the silver than just being uh, the silver content. (laughs) Right. You've got the older stuff. Now, anything made in the last 50 years, unless it's made by Tiffany or Puficat or or a really um, high name. I know this is... uh probably 1920s or even before. I'm hoping it's, it is. It's I'm really it old. Is. Yeah, no, but really old so, to me is, really old to me is 1810, 1820. Okay. So let's where, see. Where are your offices? It's not an office. It's a really messy store. Um, okay. It is at uh, uh, 10,341 yes. Young Street. Right. And um, you, sometimes you have to call before I'm there, but even if I'm there, well, my staff are trained to be able to tell you what year it's out of. But those oh. Scottish moles are very collectible. And if it's got a crest or has a drawing or any kind of engraving on it, can only enhance its value. Okay? Only enhance it. I can't, like, anywhere between, now here's the range again, 200 to 2,000. Depending great. on how who made it, how nice it is, and uh, what the crests are on it. Okay? Okay, great. well... Well, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. I hope I helped you a little bit. Hope she brings it to the store because I'd love know, to see that. That would be that would be awesome. I've handled about twenty moles over the years. I don't 
want to read into that too far. Um, uh, right now, we're taking calls live down here at the Zoomerplex. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. And we'll be right back. Place over a hundred vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? The new Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 25,000 square feet, sat across the Grand River in Cambridge, selling antiques and nostalgia. The kind of neat stuff that has drawn Paul and Bogart here for more than 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Water Street and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. Southworksantiques.com. Let's make a deal. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Welcome back to Good Time and Heroes. We are here live down here in the Superplex taking your phone calls, and we have a lot of things to get to. Well, but be first, oh. don't you want to know what a mole is? No, I don't. You said you handed over 20. I, get that. I don't want to look into it too far. Okay. A mole is what you used to put tobacco in. Okay. okay, it had a ram's horn we carved out, and they put a silver top on it, and you carry around your, snu- your tobacco in it. Snuff tobacco. Okay. Of course. Why, why would I think anything otherwise? Uh, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, we're going to go to Robert and Barry. Hey, Robert? Hey, Robert? Are you there? Hello. Hey, Robert. Welcome to Consignment Heroes. Hello. Hey, Hello. Rob- hey Robert? Yes. So, uh, welcome to Consignment Heroes. What do you got for us today? I have 20 tin cigarette boxes. Oh. Canadian? Pardon? Are, when you say the cigarette box, you're talking like the, the ones that handle about 20 to 50, to 50 uh, packs or they, 20? Uh, they hold 50 cigarettes. Okay. Now... And there's, there's players and export. And they sell between most of the time if they're in good shape. Now, these are what... T- our cigarettes used to... Bogart. Cigarettes <laughs> used to come in tins. To protect yeah. the cigarettes, they were pre-rolled. Now, I'm just I'm trying to explain to my son. There's a lot. I'm trying to educate him as, as well as talk to the listeners out there. I'm trying to make him smarter. It's an uphill battle here. On um, cigarettes used to come in tins, and these tins will go from because it was cigarettes were so pri- a lot. They go between ten to fifteen to twenty dollars. Except, but exceptions of this are. Uh, the 1914 um, Queen Mary tin that was given to the soldiers usually goes for about $50. But what's even better than these cigarette tins is the tobacco tins that fit in your breast pockets. Some of these with uh, the sports scenes on them or the baseball players or stuff like that are can be worth up to several thousands of dollars. Oh, now, in, yeah, your flat 50s. Go ahead. Yeah, just the flat 50s is all I've got. Yeah, yeah, no, the flat 50s are still good because there was a lot of them out there, but a lot of people, a lot of times if I go to someone's, um, down the basement, I'll go to their tool <laughs> tool uh, uh, table, and uh, work, uh, work table, and it'll have flat 50 tins with uh, screws and nails in them. I take the nails and screws out, unless they're the old uh, square nails, and then uh, I'll sell the tins. 
And right. but I'm saying, but the ones that a lot of people don't even think about these. The uh, the one with a fly fisherman on it goes for about five hundred dollars. Um, any of the ones with any kind of sports on it, and a lot of people now. Well, we're talking. I know this is often a tangent, oh, but we're God. talking about cigarettes and we're talking about tins. Before we had some of the tins, you had the, the mm. cigarette pack used to come in cardboard, and the reason we have cigarette cards, which was things with uh, images of hockey players or baseball players or flowers on them, is they were there to reinforce the pack. So they had to put the cardboard in, so they decided to put these things in. So people started collecting. Like the Onus Wagner card, which sold for $2 million, was originally inserted into a tobacco. And Onus Wagner, he um, said, I don't believe in smoking. Get my card out of the set. They stopped making it. They kept on making everyone else's cards, but they stopped making that one, and that's why they're so rare. Uh, the cigarettes, I'm going to go back on the cigarette cards. I know they're Canadian. A lot of our listeners out there, in 1911, there was a set of cards with about 36 cards in it, all hockey players, worth around $20,000 in nice shape. If you have all 36, you have the 37th card, which um, is a little bit rare, that's worth about 25000 by itself. But I, I know I'm off in a tangent, but I'm trying to let people have this stuff in their basement. Grandpa had these set of cards, and they think if they're worth $10, they're not going to make the trip to Richmond Hill. For $20,000, these people might come to my store. Go to the next call, Bogey. Okay. Thank you well, for the they, call. I don't know. I don't even know how you get there sometimes. It just doesn't make any sense. Because I'm trying to tweak people. I know people have you're lottery tweaking, Yeah, you're tweaking me right now. Yeah, they've got lottery tickets in their basement. They've got the 52 mail, which we talked about last week. You weren't here. Just sold for $3.75 million. Canadian. That's a lot of money for one baseball card. And they're up here in Canada. There's more of them in Canada than all the United States. Okay, go next. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to Rick in Newmarket. Hey, Rick. Hello. Hey, Rick. What do you got for oh, us today? Uh, first time caller. I love the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what I have today, I've, I've inherited uh, a number of stamps, primarily from Hungary. Uh, they've got the... Uh, the uh, Mark of uh, it says Mag Magyar M A G Y A R, which is a uh, predominant ethnic group of Hungary, also from uh, Siberia. I've got hundreds of them, um, and I, I, you know, w w where can I take them to get an appraisal? Are they worth anything? Yes. Okay. Now it depends on how far back. It's funny you mention this because I actually looked at a, a collection. Of, I'm looking at a collection of coins and stamps from Hungary this week, along with other nations. But he because he was from Hungary. And he was a coin collector he, and stamp collector. He primarily collected their money, like they had, and the old paper money. Right. Now, these here, you'd have to bring them in, and if it's, a, if it's an actual collection, you can have some rare stamps in there, and it's worth going through the trouble. If it's an accumulation, we still can sell it, but you, like I say, where are you from? <laughs> what city are you from? I'm, I'm from Newmarket. Well, if you're from Newmarket, sometimes... If you after we sell your stamps, do not plan a uh, vacation in Orangeville because you're not going to make it there. Okay? okay, sometimes the stamps aren't worth that much. In other cases, we had a time one time we got a five thousand dollars stamp out of a collection, so that person go to he could go back to Hungary and actually have a vacation over there. Stamps are very individual and take a lot of knowledge. Uh, we don't and but we can sell if they're not great. We can still get money for some of the ones not great. But if you have the good ones, we know how to get rid of those as well. Okay, it would be quite a time-consuming process to go through them, would it not? 
Oh, yeah. No, I don't. Here's the thing. If you bring in a coin collection to me and it would take you five hours or ten hours to go through, I can do in 10, 15 minutes. Literally push out the shaft uh, and, and, and concentrate on the wheat, okay, and right. get the good stuff out of there. On um, With stamps, I have a guy, that's his passion, Okay, I sold him uh, about 10,000 Victoria stamps. He's in he's in uh, Florida right now going through looking for little wisps in the hair and, and mustaches and stuff like that, you know. That's his passion. He loves stamps. And I give it to him, and he's honest because he found a $5,000 stamp for me, brought it in and said, here, this customer. And sometimes the customer will say, I, I'll take, I don't care what, I'll get $10. He'll say, here, Paul, you can pay 500 for these, and we can put them into so the auction. the process would be to turn them over to you, and you would give them to your yeah. guy. And you don't have, in a collection that big, you don't have to do it until uh, the next stamp thing he'll be in and back is in March. March. Now, we can take a look. Sometimes we'll give do some preliminary work. If you've got stamps from, I'm not saying yours, because yours are from Hungary, but a lot of people, bring, in 1960s, a lot of people collect these corner blocks and full pages, you know, when stamps and things with Expo 67. What right. we do with these, we act at auction, they'll go for 25 cents in the dollar. I buy them only because I want to put them on my mail. I use them for, for, for they're still good for mailing, but no one uses stamps anymore. But when I ship packages out, I'll put them. But back then, when we used a one cent stamp, a whole page of one stamp stamps, about a foot by a foot. There's not many envelopes that big. That's no. only a dollar. A hundred times one cent is a dollar. So my wife gets mad when I give her those. But well, why don't I drop these off to you sometime, and uh, yeah. you, you can you can turn them over to your guy. Yeah, and then what we do is we decide we'll give you some advice. But sometimes you also might have postcards. Uh, postcards from Hungary would be good because that was on the other side of the Iron Curtain. Uh, um, but postcards, in, uh, stamps. Some of them are new. Most of them have been taken off envelopes. Okay. Uh, and and this this uh, collection is very. Uh, I mean, it's in envelopes. And some in albums. <laughs> But it goes back to the late 60s. And oh, 1960s or 1860s? 1960s. See, that's not that old when it comes to stamps. Okay. I'm going to say we can bring them in, but most time you just you just auction them off. On um, What we're primarily looking for is stamp collections that are pre-World War II and pre-World War One, as a general as a general rule, the stuff out of the 60s is when everyone started collecting, the post office started making these stamps. And what happened was there were some newspaper articles back in the 60s about a certain stamp being worth $200,000. Uh, right. Back in, you know, Fiji Islands, whatever it is, you know, I, I don't know what the, it is, but it was worth $200,000. So people started saying, oh, I should be buying stamps. And they started buying them in droves. It's not unusual for someone to bring in $500 worth of face value of stamps right. that literally have no value except for to put them on mail right, right. now. Right. Now, the okay. same thing happens. I'm going to say, don't be, it, was, it wasn't you anyway, don't worry about it, but a lot of things, the same thing happens with cards. Someone hears about the Mickey Mail, and they start buying today's cards. Well, today's cards are never going to be worth nothing. No. You know, it's the old cards that are worth something. Just because they cost a lot doesn't mean they're worth anything. You know, people are talking about Austin Matthews. I love the guy. I love what he's doing with the Leafs. But people paying $1,000 for his hockey card are out of their tree. And I had tons of cards when I was a kid growing up in the 50s and 60s, and God knows where they are. Well, hopefully they're in your attic, and you find them when you're looking for something else, okay? No, I think Mom cleaned house. Okay, thank you for the call. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Uh... Now we're going to go to Terry in Tottenham. 
Hey, Terry. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, Mom's got a lot of stuff in her house, uh, an old Victrola and stuff like that. I don't know what they're worth, but what I'm calling about today, she's got a couple of 150 to 250, but go ahead. How much is it worth? Victrola is made Edison. It'll be worth 150 to 250. That's it, eh? Well, it depends. Does it have the horn on it yeah, or is it a tabletop? It does all the stuff. If it's a tabletop with a large horn, a little bit more visual. It's, it's not a tabletop. It's a stand-up. It's a big one. They're worth, uh, we just sold them for 600 600 so, eh? And, but if know. it's working and stuff, you know, people are actually, but there's a resurgence right now in vinyl. Oh, yeah. But that's 1960s rock and roll and all this. Yeah. Yeah. And um, even the 78s don't even go so for a lot of money. But the, the vinyl, the rock and roll, and uh, the old stereo systems. We're selling a stereo right now for $1,000, uh, Pioneer yeah. from about 1960. Okay, and, go ahead. Okay, anyways, I got a couple of vases here that she thinks they're uh, pretty good. One's a Moorcroft. Yeah, now that is a vase. If they're under fifty dollars, they're vases. Over oh. fifty dollars, they're vases. Okay. Okay. So I'm kidding. <laughs> On uh, a Moorcroft, yes, Moorcroft. I have a customer client. I haven't got back to him for a week or so ago. He's out in Ajax or out in the, out in that area. But Moorcroft are generally good. They're not as good as they used to be, not as collectible. There was right. a lot of money put into them. Right. Depends on the pattern, the color, the signature, and how old it is. Okay? Uh, the signature is pretty clear. It's like a scribble of some sort with an M at the end of it, it looks like. Yeah, Moorcroft. Okay. You know, yeah. the way, and it's, it's got an England stamp on it, a little crown on the bottom of it. It's, okay. It's about the four colors, the purple, red, greens, and blues. Okay, the green the green ones don't seem to sell as well. Yeah. Okay. Depends on the height of the lamps. A lamp that but the price have come down a bit. A lamp that I used to get twelve, fifteen hundred dollars for now goes for three, four. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I thought they were down. She's also got a lot of dolls, and I think they're down too, aren't they? Yeah, but we can deal with them. We're about to there's someone else we're dealing with right now that I'm um, gonna find out later on this month if they want to sell. They have a thousand dollars. So you think that Moor Cross worth what, a hundred bucks or something? You think? Oh no, 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 worth more than that. Oh, I haven't seen now, it yet. Okay. But is it vase how tall? Six to eight inches? Yeah. 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 Uh three fifty. Okay, three fifty. And she's got a Wedgwood. A Wedgwood vase. It's a uh I don't know what to say. It's a tall one. It's about a foot tall, foot and a half, maybe 14 inches tall. Okay, the Fairyland Wedgwood is very popular, but that's 1920s, and that's. I'd have to see the Wedgwood. Okay, it's a. Uh, it's was it Jasper wears like a flat blue? That's a white. It's uh, like uh, uh, kind of an off white kind of color. Yeah, all okay. white with a uh, uh, some you know le- leaves uh, around the uh, the uh, blue uh, leaves. Yeah, okay, uh, that's uh, Queensware. Pardon me? That's called Queensware. Yeah. We call it Queensware. It comes two ways. It comes white with the blue leaves, yeah. or it comes blue with the white leaves. This one's all white. Okay. But I'm saying it comes both ways. It's one of the most popular patterns. They yeah. also And it'll sell for $20, 30 $50. It used to sell for a lot more. Oh, okay. But there's so much coming out of the market right now. Right. Wedgwood, like, dish sets, and I go along with this, the dish sets that we used to buy, I used to be, you know, replacements in the United States. Uh-huh. Very big company. I used to be one of their largest Canadian suppliers because we had so much China up here. I was sending down shipments weekly to them, like full van loads. So, um, and they were buying the dishes, but now it's uh, the kids don't want it. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, I have 200 sets of dishes. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and none of my kids, they all go out to the big blocks, box stores and buy dishes. Yeah. Now, one is finally my Bogart's wife is now coming around to my way thinking she's calling it Bohemian Chic, and she's buying, uh, she's picking one dish out of one set, oh, one okay. dish out of another set, another dish out of another set, and, and combining it that way. So nothing's matching. Yeah. 
Okay. It's kind of weird, but I'm going with it because that's my only way of getting them trying to educate her. But it's um, on this here. Uh, the kids aren't buying the dishes the same way, but it goes what we do in our in our pardon we in our company we buy from Toronto or consi- get consigners from Toronto and we sell to the world, yeah. and that way we can get you the most money yeah. for it. My mom's got a complete set of Shelly's Dainty Blue china. Oh, Shelly Dainty Blue. Yeah. Now that used we it comes in Dainty Blue and comes in other colors as well. Dainty Black or Dainty Orange is your best. Yeah. But in the Dainty Blue. A setting for eight, which used to be uh, three thousand anyone's money, is probably about a thousand right now. Thousand bucks. <laughs> but this is mom's, this is mom's price. China, you're talking about here. I'm now. just saying, Danny Blue. They made a lot of it. when something's in vogue, take advantage of it. Like we talked right. on this week on this show about people buying cups and saucers up to twenty five hundred dollars. Sell them now while people are are buying from China and California and stuff like that. Because two years from now, that same cup that sells for $500 or $1,000 today might sell for $20. Which would you rather have, 500 or 20 You know, no, no that's what's happening. There you go. Thanks. And I, I hate to say it, but I, I just try and be... I'd rather be fully transparent with telling people, I say, this is a good item or bad item. It's not worthless. It's worth less than it used to be. Right. Okay. Okay? Okay, thanks a lot. You're welcome. You thanks for the call. I uh, once bought a set of Janey Blue China for $7,000 since heyday. Of course you did. You probably set a world record. No, I was happy to buy it, and I was happy to sell it. Okay. You were happy to buy it. Uh, okay. Anyway, $7,000 on China. Okay. Then you know that stuff breaks very easily, right? If I'm worried about breaking China, I'm in the wrong business, aren't I? Uh, that's okay. true. <laughs> um, we are taking phone calls live right now down here at the beautiful Zoomerplex. Our number right now to contact live for the last 20 minutes of the show is 416 416- Three six zero zero seven four zero. That's four one six three six zero zero seven four zero. And the toll free number is one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. And we'll be right back. Hi, Paul Kenny here, Consignment Hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at mississaugacartons.com and be a hero like me. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by New Generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New Generation Kitchens and Bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Simon Heroes. We're here live at the Zoomer Plus. Why are you laughing? That was funny. No, was you a, did a big a, transition That was good. There. That was awesome. Um, we are uh, getting to the phone calls. And the next person that I've been waiting for a while, sorry, uh, Margaret at Ni- Niagara-on-the-Lake. Hi. Hi. N-O-T-L. I used to have a place down there in Red Barn. Okay. On right. Stone Road. Settle okay. down. Settle down. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. No stories. Okay, what do you got for us today? Um, I bought in the Markham Fair about 50 years ago, the Markham Antique Fair they used to have. Yeah, yeah. And they had two uh, copper pitchers that I, I thought were pitchers, and he said they were book plates. And they're, they're a nice picture. It shows a man 
looks like a hunter with his hunting dog, gun slung over his shoulder, talking to a woman over a fence. And the other one is... Um, made out of copper? or Made copper out of copper, engraved. yes. Okay. And the other one is he's sitting on the uh, a bench with her, and she's holding her head. Either they're breaking up now already or something. But um, the, the gentleman told me they were book plates. Oh, now what size? About 8 by 10? Yes, about that. And they might have been what they used to use for making the impressions in the books. Yes. That, okay. So it would be like the same way you'd have the same thing from a newspaper where you had someone's picture and it's usually made out of lead later on. Okay. Right. Um, depending on... Uh, it all depends on what the image is. And if it's a very famous image, it might be saleable that way. Someone would like that as kind of like um, steampunk. Um, right. And in today's... Well, uh, person like even Bogart's age might be buying that just because it looks neat and he doesn't know what it is. Okay? Um, <laughs> right. They probably, I don't know what you paid back then, but in today's market, I can't see him going more than $100, $150 each. You know, oh, unless okay. they're really stunning. And the main, see, a lot of that kind of stuff, that's just mainly art. A printer might like that, but a printer would have had access to it. Mm-hmm. Or it might be someone someone buys for someone who's into printing. Right. You know, and that's where part of that, the, the value of this, because no one's going to be collecting, I want to collect 400 different book plates. Right. Whereas they would collect, if it was a picture of, say, Babe Ruth, people would buy, that would be worth several thousands because of the subject matter. Okay? okay. Or if yep. it was a hockey image or someone who collected that. This is where the more of what's happening with the antique market is the collector market. The person who's collecting more than one is what's driving the market. The person who wants it just as designed to put on their wall is more uh, lower range, okay? Okay, so what are we talking about price range? I would say about $100. $100 each or one? Yeah, each. Okay, so that's not I haven't seen them, but if... And and, and you probably have them nicely framed, right? Yes, they are. And um, it looks like the the hunter looks like Little John almost from Robin Hood. (laughs) Okay, and it might be more famous image than I think, so then it'd be, well, that it, makes a difference. It's a little hard to tell when you're talking about imagery like that. So if you do sure. want to bring it into our store, we're in Richmond Hill, yep. 10,341 right. Young Street, and that's just north of a, a young on uh, north of Major McKenzie on Young Street. So yep. if you want to bring it in and see my dad, then he'll give you a little bit better idea. Like right now, it's just kind of a spitballing of like, hey, this is what right. it no, should be. No, I know be exactly what she's talking about, Bogart. Okay. I'm not spitballing. Well, maybe, maybe if you see in person, it might okay, entice okay. you a little bit more to give a higher price. Okay. I'm just trying to get the people more money. Okay. Can I send you the image? Yes, you can. You can also send the image. Sales at. Toronto Gold Silver, all one word. TorontoGoldSilver.com. Okay, thank you. Thank okay, you for thank the you. call. I'm so glad you didn't try the double S with the sales again. I I, can't, okay. I still can't get over that. Sales with two S's. Who says that? Who I says do. that? I do. That, that doesn't... Uh, A famous so person sales plural, okay. then, at least. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to Lauren in Toronto. Hey, Lauren. Hi. How's it going? Not too bad. So what do you got for us today? I got so much stuff here, but oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, I got a set of Royal Albert Lavender Rose. Mm-hmm. There's a set of four. There's uh, <coughs> cups and saucers and cream and sugar bowls and uh, 
Used to sell for about $75 a place setting. In today's market, you're getting between $20 and $25 per place setting for lavender rose. It is mm-hmm. not, it's not as popular as your old country roses, yeah. which they, I think they'll stop making when they run out of clay and water. They just keep, they, they keep on making old country roses. Oh, yeah. Lavender rose and um, is one of the top Royal Albert patterns, but because I think it's got the um, trim on it, it's still not as popular. It's not popular with the young kids. Mm. It's a 1970s, 1960s pattern. And it's still, like I said, it's what we deal with when we're dealing with China. We buy from Toronto and we sell to the world because it's yeah. still popular somewhere in the world, but not as popular here. Yeah. Okay? But if you have other stuff, you can call us at the store, which is 905. Oh, let me get it. I'm a, I'm a Zoomer. You're a Zoomer? Okay. I'm yeah. a 70-year-old Zoomer. There's no, hey, there's no shame in... Hey, I'm a Zoomer. I'm proud of it every day. Me I'm just, too. Yes. On um, uh, it's uh now see now what you did you made me forget what I was talking. He was about. Gonna, you were going to say the number the number nine oh five. Confused people. Yeah nine oh five. Yeah seven three seven four six five three. Okay. And that's our store number in Richmond Hill, and you can call us anytime during the week, Monday to yeah. Friday. Monday and if you just say you want to talk to Paul, and they'll give you the cell or something like that, and I can help you out. Depending if I'm in the area, I can come by and see you. Okay? Okay. Well, th- thanks for the call. You know, then make sure you call the store. And anybody else is listening, if you have something you didn't talk on the radio about, still feel free to call in. Our number is there for that. It's like a, it's like a nonstop hotline of information, right? That's what. Yes. I'll give you that. Uh, we're gonna go to Barb and Barry. Hey, Barb. Yeah, hi, how you doing? Good, welcome to Consignment Heroes. Thanks so much. I have a uh, $1 bill that I saved when uh, the loony came in, and I put it Uh-oh. in some plastic and packed it away, and I'm just wondering if that would be anything <coughs> worth anything. It'll all depend on how valuable the plastic is. Uh, no, sorry. Oh, sorry. It'll all depend on how valuable the plastic is. What you have to do with this is no, these bills, everyone saved them. Uh, we buy them for $1.10, and we sell them for $1.50, dollar seventy five. What you can, and just for other people who are listening, is that if it has uh, the replacement notes, will make a difference. You have little asterisks in some of the older notes, the $1 notes. But anything on 1973, the last $1 bill, the last $2 bill, and the last issue of the telegram are all not worth as much as people think. And you should, right now, since I think it went out in 1973, um, you've lost the interest on that dollar bill all the time you've kept it out of the bank. Right. I'm right. sorry. But it's a dollar. You know something, though? It's a great story to give to your grandkids or your kids. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I was listening to what you were saying about China. Would China from France be any more yes. valuable? Uh, some is. You've got the Limoges patterns. Um, the set that I once bought that um, I bought at an auction, it was in an auction. It was um, The cost was $135,000. And someone oh, wow. put into the wrong auction. I bought it for $750. Um, they wow. put it into the wrong auction, obviously. And um, for French patterns can be worth my four, five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 a play set. In fact, we have a set on our, on our site right now made by Cartier. And uh, dinner sets were $4,000 a place setting. We're selling for $1,200 a place setting now. That's still okay. good money, but now it depends if it's half to, depends what pattern it is. And depend on who the maker was, okay? 
Okay, I'm I'm not uh, looking at it right now, but it was my great aunt's, so it's probably somewhere between seventy and a hundred years old. Age is not going to matter as much as maker. And see, what okay. you want is a pattern. If they if it was a one and done, you know what I mean? Like they made it for uh, Eaton's for one year, and they didn't make it for ten or fifteen years. There's not a lot of patterns up. What what we need here is a pattern that people want to replace. They have okay. nine place things and want to make it up to 12. So it has to be popular at the time. Like um, bridal wreath is one of those patterns. It's got the little pink oh. flowers around the edge with the purple in it. Bridal right. wreath is very popular. It was put out for probably 20, 30 years. And it is because of that, there's a lot of it around, but there's also a lot of people who collect it. So this right. is what you need. You need a, a balance of both. Okay. Yeah, I have this Cartier. It was only made for five years. So there's not many people have it or want it. Okay, right. it's valuable, but no, the the amount of people who want it is not that high. Okay. And what's the what's the name of your store? If I if it's I Toronto to Gold Silver. Oh, yeah, okay. you can Google us and we'll pop okay. up. Too. Toronto Gold Silver, or, or uh, and it's ten thousand three forty one Young Street. Perfect. If you put Thanks Toronto Gold much. and you put our address in it, our place will come up. Okay. Excellent. Thank right. you very much for the call. Thanks. Take care. Yep. Uh, gonna can stay with dollars here. We have Nancy in Kitchener. Hey, Nancy. Hi there. How are you? Good. How are you? Welcome to Consignment Heroes. Thank you very much for taking my call. Um, I have a couple of coins here. Um, one in particular. Um, I have a 1953 Canada silver dollar. Mm-hmm. And um, I also have, and whether I don't know if uh, this one, um, it is a silver dollar from the. Uh, 1867, 1967. With the goose um, on it. Yes. Okay. Two things. Um, the 53, both of these ones that you mentioned, have both got what we call variants in them. That means okay. they made a million of one. Right. And they made a couple of the other. Okay. Oh. Now, what happens is with your silver dollar, you got a, this is kind of a tricky thing. I What I do is call the diving goose. And you take right. the dollar between two fingers and you put okay. the goose and you put the the queen where she's level. You flip okay. it over okay. between the two fingers, and if the goose is diving, it's worth more money. That's called a rotated die, and they can go up to about $2,000. Mainly, though, what may, most people have is your dollar's worth around $10.62 in today's market. Okay. The 53, there's also variants on it, but most of them are worth... It could be an arm prior or something like that, but most of them are worth around ten fifty as well. Okay. The big dollars you want to have are either variants like I just mentioned or the 45, 1946, 1947 with the Maple Leafs, 1948. Okay. Any of those ones you have are substantially more. And anyone who tries to buy them for silver value off you, <laughs> you ought to shoot them or run, run out of the store. <laughs> and don't sell them anything else. You know, I say this before. Because someone will say, you know, I've got these dollars, and then you, they'll say, well, we'll buy them all for this price. And if they give you a price of $300, and all of a sudden you say, I don't know, and then you up the price to $500, two things ought to happen at that moment. You ought to pack up your stuff and leave that store as fast as possible because you don't know when they're going to start being honest. Okay. okay? I'm going to okay. say that. That's what a lot of our Zoomers out there, and because they'll look at an old person or a person with gray hair or a person that's, they think they can take one over on, and they'll just, that's what I'm trying to, this show is about, trying to tell people. Um, that's just human nature. If someone's trying to do that to you, I'd run out of that store, because you, like you say, you don't know when they're going to okay. be honest. And that's what we give the price of gold every week. We give the price of silver every week. 
and we're trying to tell people what, like gold right now, 10 karat gold, they should be getting around $20 per gram. I want people okay. writing this down no in problem. case you're selling, even if you're selling to someone else. 14 okay. karat gold should be getting around $28 a gram. And 18 karat, I'm just mentioning a big price, 18 karat should be around $36 a gram. Okay. Silver is a little is around fifty cents. Anything less than fifty cents, if they say thirty, and I know there are dealers out there trying to buy your sterling silver for thirty cents, should you should not sell it to them. Okay, okay. this is why I say get two prices, and you're yes, welcome to rent. phone our price. Just keep on the rent. No, but this is important, Bogart, because you you have this stuff. You only get to sell it once. You can't say you ripped me off. I got want my stuff back. That doesn't right. happen. And most people don't want to get into that kind of aggravation. It's better to know going in what the stuff is worth. Wouldn't you rather? Would you want someone taking care of your mother like that or your grandmother? No, no, no. I no. I, I, I understand, but I don't know how we got here again. But because because I know it's important to tell people this. We were a show of information. Yeah, it's not only what people ask us. Okay, we allow we try and answer their questions, but we want to get a certain amount of information out there that we want people to to go in with a little bit of knowledge so they say, if it's not anywhere near this, I'm getting ripped off. Okay, so your message of the day is Zoomers fight back. Zoomers fight back? No, I'll get in trouble with Libby on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for the call. Okay, bye. Again, I don't know how you got there. Like We're we're talking about a coin, and we got to gold prices. Because gold, what are coins made out of? Not all of them are made of gold. Wait, wait, of you're going to be mad at me. and I'm going to be buying Canadian. Like right now, it was all, when we had this NAFTA reorganization or whatever, and Trump was making all these uh, threats to us, everyone was worried about buying Canadian. Okay? And now it's, no, it's not in the news anymore. And I'm out there and I'm asking, I want to know where my stuff comes from. These, uh, these people in Oshawa, if they've been buying Canadian fruits and Canadian vegetables and Canadian stuff, then people would be buying Canadian cars. We have to be thinking a little bit buying Canadian. Okay. Buy local. Two reasons. Also, if you buy it local, I know you think I'm ranting here. If you're buying local, that means it's not $5,000 in gas to get it up here, okay? And we have an industry here. Buy the car, buy the product your neighbor makes. You don't, you don't agree with this. I, I know it's a little bit harder. And you have to, When you go shopping, you have to bring your glasses with you. But look at the tags, and you have a choice between buying something that's made in Canada unless it's, and buying in some other country. I'm not against the United States. I'm against. I'm pro Canada. I'm not against anyone else. I'm pro Canada, and we should be pro Canada because this is a wonderful country. But go ahead. Next call. Sorry. Oh, now we can. Okay. After that, awesome. Uh, we're going to Pauline in Kingston. Hi, Pauline. Hello. Hello. Hey, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Uh, I have a 1918 diary that is. <coughs> um, it's the size of a cell phone, and it's either green. Leather or leatherette. I yep. don't know. And it was printed in New York, but for a Canadian um, market. Okay. It's rather interesting. It's got all kinds of weird stuff in it. Census stuff uh, like um, the amount of people in cities and what their religions are and uh, how much uh, $18 a month comes to by the hours. It's, it's really weird. Well, no, because that was the time back then, and it just—I like that stuff because it brings us back in, to a simpler time, and it tells us that we should be paying attention to different things, you know. But unfortunately, the book's not going to be—it'll be more of interest to you, 
And if someone's buying it, they might buy it for five or six or eight dollars. Something it's not a high value, but it's interesting reading. Or if you got grandkids, this is something you got to hand down to them and tell them this is how things were. And they're going to say, you know, like I say, Bogart's never used a rotary phone. That's He's not, not quite sure what I a stamp a, is. I use a rotary phone. I use a stamp. You've used a stamp? Yeah, okay. of course. Okay. Sorry. By time, years from now, they won't even know what this stuff is. And the only thing is we can do is, like, uh, we have to preserve history a tiny bit. You know, and that's why I tell people to go to places like, you know, to um, Southworks Antique Mall. It's 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 free. You get to recapture your childhood, and you don't have to pay vast inflated prices. You just get to enjoy yourself out there. And you see stuff, and remember, and you start reminding yourself what things used to be like. And then you can buy something there because the prices compared to the big box stores are probably pretty reasonable. Like I said, if you buy a set of bowls, one minute after you get it home and you use it, they're now used bowls. If you bought them from uh, Southworks Antique Mall and you buy a set of bowls, it's now used bowls as soon as you get it home. They don't even have to need instructions with them. But I'd like people to use the, you know, there's people who advertise on our show, like the Mississauga Carton. I used them this week. With Mississauga Carton, they had the exact boxes, the size boxes I needed for, I had some TV sets and I had some uh, paintings I had to send out. They had the exact boxes. They're on Mississauga, they advertise on here. And like the people that listen to this, I know you're only going to move once. You'll get you'll pay less money there than you will from some of these moving companies. They charge or some of these storage places will charge you to eight dollars for a box, and he said charges the same boxes like eighty cents or a dollar ten. You know, you yeah, so you can buy single boxes, not even in bulk. You can buy just one box if you want. There, it's a long way to go for one box, but they, they have the exact same buys. If I'm selling off a a, a a painting, I need a big big frame one to put in it. If I'm sending out a wardrobe or something like that, and they have the double-sized ones, they're set to China and stuff like that. And like I said, some of the people, like Sam, we talked about Sam. Sam's been advertising on here. He makes kitchens and safe rooms for people and bathrooms and does a great job. He's one of the old-time car- uh, carpenters. He's got a great big shop, but he pays attention to all the details. I've never, anyone who's got that I've sent on there, I've never, ever, ever had a complaint. He takes care of everything. He takes care of the details, and everyone's very happy all the time. And now we're running out of show again. And I didn't even get to talk about cups and saucers, and I didn't talk about costume jewelry. I want people, if they're bringing their costume jewelry and they bring it to us, we will go through it for the gold as well, and they might have some surprises. And I didn't get to cha- mention, oh, my daughter, Olivia, granddaughter, Olivia, has her own clothing line now. Okay, well, we'll touch base on that next week. Thanks for tuning in. And we missed the casino in the Apple Store.